Please rise with me in spirit and in body. Let us call one another to worship. Friends, we gather this morning together to proclaim the ways in which God is working within our midst. We have been blessed by God. We gather together to give thanks for the ways in which God is working within our midst. We are being blessed by God. We gather together to open our eyes to the ways God is using us to work within our midst. We will continue to be blessed by God. Dear ones, God has given us so much and is very much alive at work and still speaking among us, we are called to give back. We are called to be good stewards, good stewards of our time, of our resources, and of our money. Let us give thanks to our God of blessings and affirm our commitment to the ministry God is calling us into. Let us give thanks to God let us proclaim our faith in God. Let us worship God.
we know that God is making God's will known in the world and for all the times that we have stood in the way of that will, we know that we are welcome to confess our sin, that that we have done and that which we have left undone. Let us come before God in humble confession. Lord of creation, we confess that we have squandered your gifts and used them as if they had been given for us alone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hear the good news. We have not been faithful in all things, but our God still welcomes us with patience and kindness. Therefore, as people of God's promise, let us receive forgiveness, embrace hope, and faithfully respond through Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory be to God. We are forgiven. We have hope. We will respond. Amen. Let us be freed for the joy that we can share through the peace of Christ. Let us greet one another. Peace of Christ be Thank you. Let us respond to the ways God is at work in our lives. Please give your gifts and offering for this day and retain your pledges and your promises of time and talents for a little later in the service. Let us give our gifts to God this day.
God, who is three in one and always with us. We give you thanks and praise for the gifts of our lives, and we bring to you an offering, an offering for this week and for this day, an offering that speaks to the many gifts you have showered upon us. Help us, guide us, inspire us, O oh God, to be your people in the world, full of thanksgiving and praise. Amen. I invite the children who are present this morning to come forward that we might share a time together. Come and join the bell choir who is already up here. Good morning. You've already offered some wonderful music, and everybody's been a part of some hymns. And sorry about that. Let me everybody scush over a little. Is there room? Okay, there's room. We, okay, you don't have to scush anymore. We have enough room, evidently. Sorry, <laughs> enough scushing. That is a verb, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I was wondering if anybody knew what holiday was this week. Michaela. Thanksgiving, you're right. That is exactly right. You could have said Christ King Sunday and I would have been impressed by that too. Reign of Christ, you know, that would have been good. But we'll talk about that next week. So Thanksgiving is this week. And so I just want to know some of the things you and your family like to do for Thanksgiving. Is there anything special you like to do? Eat food. You must be American. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Eat food. Just any old food. You guys have Twinkies and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on Thursday? You could. Be sort of American, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what kinds of food do you guys like? Turkey. I knew someone was going to say it. Yeah? Stuffing. Mmm. Excellent. No? You're not going to share food? No? Anybody else? Turkey and stuffing and you're done? <laughs> Just like my niece when she was younger. Yeah, turkey and mashed potatoes. That's it. That's all I want. Oh, what? Pumpkin bread. My goodness, that's a wonderful thing. I like pumpkin bread. Do you like pumpkin bread? Cool, cool. Nothing else? All right. Yes. Applesauce, that's a good one. Yeah. Some people really like applesauce, and they have it lots of days throughout the year. Some people have real live applesauce that's made from real live apples. Some people have real life apple pie. No? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let them shout it out because they're all like, oh, please. Okay, some more things. Cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie. Cornbread? Corn pudding. Corn pudding. Sweet potatoes. Native Americans, sweet potatoes. Pineapple souffle. Pineapple souffle. 
<laughs> we have some Hawaiians in our bunch. I did not know that. Excellent. Okay. Chocolate pudding? Chocolate pudding? I guess so. I have a famous story about chocolate pie in my first year of being married. I'll tell you later. But anyway. Um, anything else that you guys eat on that day? I think I'm the only one who said mashed potatoes, so. Green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Yes, of course. Not like we're saying exactly we've been motivated by a company that told us this is something we should have. But if you like salt, go for it. Um, my, that's my daughter's favorite, so good job. Okay. So lots and lots of different kinds of food are available to us, and evidently people have their favorites, right? So one of the really, really neat things that this church is gonna do is to help some other folks have some really good meals. So what we're gonna do is when we get together, because I didn't, I forgot to ask you who you were having Thanksgiving with. Maybe your family, maybe some friends, maybe a neighbor or two, right? So we're gonna get together as this family. Did you know this was all your family? This is your church family, right? Yes. Couple crazy uncles out there, one or two wild cousins, you know. Yeah, mostly in the second row on that side. Um, he was pointing to you, so I had to, you know, I had to like yeah, move it over. Anyway, so we have a jolly good time together. We really do, and that's why on Tuesday night, those of us who are around are gonna gather for dinner and for worship as the church family, and I hope you can come. But even if you can't come, over the next week or two weeks or three weeks, you can bring some canned goods or something that you have extra of at your house that you really like, maybe a jar of applesauce, maybe. Maybe something else that you think of that you would love to eat this time of year, and you could share it here at church. Or, if you don't have any extra groceries at your house, you can see if there's an extra dollar bill somewhere, or something like that, to share so that people who don't have enough to eat will be able to have some special meals. That's what we're doing to give thanks to God. So I want to invite you to do one other thing, and that is on Thursday, try to ask your moms, your dads, your grandmas, your grandpas, your aunts, your uncles, can we say thanks to God as a part of our Thanksgiving supper, or lunch, or whatever time of day you get together, it's appropriate to thank God on Thanksgiving. <laughs> for all the food, for all the family, for all the friends, and even for the parade on television. <laughs> God's very creative, tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Let us give thanks to God now. Why don't you pray after me? Dear God, we thank you. I'm not hearing you. We thank you for all the ways you love and bless us. Help to make us blessings to others we meet. Amen. Thank you so much. And you can return to your seats. Except for those who might be going to children's worship with Mrs. Lisk.
where they get the idea that it's okay to be wild and energetic in church. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes, yes. it is. You're right. The scripture today comes to us from Isaiah 43, selected <coughs> verses between verses 1 and 19, so that we can re listen and relate to the restoration and the promise that God is giving God's people. Listen now to Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, the one who created you, O Jacob, the one who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored. And I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not my withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am the one God. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, Army and warrior, they lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert. We have heard from the God who loves deeply. The God who says in the scripture we have just read, you are loved. 
to the people of Israel. The God who promises something new, something that will give to them restoration and renewal, some place that will change their ways and their hopes into realities and will ask something of them as well. And God says, do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? This part of Isaiah, known as Second Isaiah, refers to God as Redeemer more than any other Old Testament writer. God redeems Israel not for its merits, but because of God's covenant relationship with Israel. The allusion to the safe passage through the Red Sea was a reminder of the depth of that covenant relationship with God. And the new thing which God was doing was proof of God's redeeming and eternal love, ongoing love for all the people. (laughs) Historically, the new thing that God was doing was Israel's return to Palestine. Over the centuries, that has turned out to be something that has sometimes been painful, sometimes been (coughs) divisive, and sometimes been the ongoing reminder of God's redeeming love. As people of faith, it's hard to see the rich promise of a desert being given as land by God, except to see it as a place full of promise. We who are not so intricately linked to the promised land can still get hooked up on those new things that God has in store for us. You see, we have an image of what we want And we want to go seek that. But often, God is instead bringing something new to us. And so it is time for us to receive the new. God says, do not remember the former things or consider the things (coughs) of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Questioning all of our eyes and ears to perceive what God is doing in your midst. You see, this week, newness feels pretty good, doesn't it? News of a new pastor coming to preach and lead worship and seeking to be with you as much as you wish to be with him. Hearing God's call feels pretty darn great, doesn't it? Sometimes in the past we've clung to things that were familiar, but God may have better plans for you than you could ever imagine. 
The prophet Isaiah was singing this song of hope and comfort to his people out of an inspired glimpse into God's future plans. That vision of what God was about to do would surpass or overcome the joys and the tragedies of the past. It does not mean that any of us can truly ever forget the past, for we have learned a great deal from all of our mistakes. And it's often the past blessings from God which encourage us and remind us of that relationship with God. Hope means that God still reigns, that God is loving God's people today and in this moment. God's working out a plan for our lives in the world. And we can move into the future trusting in God to do this new thing in and through all of us. So when I refer to a new relationship, it's not perhaps the new relationship you were thinking of that is on your horizon. It is a new relationship with God, a relationship in which you see possibility, in which you trust in God's goodness, in which God asks more of each of you than God has in the past, to see what God has in store for you all, you must trust. And that new relationship will be based on your covenantal love relationship with God, just as the people of Israel's relationship will be based on that as well. To see what God has you must trust. To trust in God encourages you to dig deeper in your faith, personally, and in your faith as a community of faith. To trust in God means opening yourself up to be better stewards of all you've been given. To share what you have because you see that what God has is yours, and what you have is God's. And that God wants you to do and share in the newness. So how do you understand stewardship? Is it just a Sunday in November when some card gets sent to you in the mail and you fill it out and you tell them you're promising to help keep the lights on and the building open? Because if that's it, I hesitate to say we don't want it, but I sure don't want that to be it. It's not about keeping the building open. Because if you're the church, if you're really the church, then you don't even need the building to be the church. But what it means is we trust in God. And we say, here, God, here are my gifts, the time you've given me that I have left, the treasures you've given me that I want to offer to your ministry, the opportunities you've given me that I want to see as new and open possibilities 
the life that you've given me that I want to offer to you with all my uniqueness. I want to be yours, God. Call me. Tell me. And I'll answer. <coughs> to trust in God. We think about, we pray about, we respond in faith. Because this week was a week of rejoicing and a week of receiving gifts. Remember that this week you received a letter that encouraged you that God is faithful. That you can trust in God as the people of God. That you have been spoken to and called to do ministry together. We hope and trust, and I know the pastor nominating hopes that this made you happy, hopeful, forward-thinking people of faith. Getting ready for a new relationship is getting ready for a relationship with this community of faith. So you trust in one another. You trust in each other. That you'll be honest and open that you'll work at relating to one another, that you'll have honest dialogue and growth together. And a new relationship with the community of faith, we have new members joining. In my mind, they're joining to show you that with or without a pastor, they want to be a part of your community. Energy and excitement and hope, reminding all of us of our relationship to the Christian community. Membership in the Church of Jesus Christ is a joy and a privilege, says our Book of Order. It is also a commitment to participate in Christ's mission. A faithful member bears witness to God's love and grace and promises to be involved responsibly in the ministry of Christ's church. And then there is a series of verbs. <coughs> verbs because what is it to be an active member? Proclaiming the good news in word and deed, taking part in the common life and ministry of the congregation, Lifting one another up in prayer, mutual concern, and active support. Studying scripture and the issues of Christian faith and life. Supporting the ministry of the church through the giving of money, time, and talents. Demonstrating a new quality of life within and through the church. Responding to God's activity in the world through service to others, living responsibly in the personal, family, vocational, political, cultural, and social <coughs> relationships of life, working in the world for peace, justice, freedom, and human fulfillment, participating in the governing responsibilities of the church reviewing and evaluating regularly the integrity of one's membership, 
and considering ways in which one's participation in the worship and service of the church may be increased or made more meaningful. So that's what we're asking of you this day. Be an active member of this community. It's always about welcoming. It's always about adding the activity of new members into the life of the church and re-viewing and re-evaluating your own activity. Asking yourselves, what am I doing to be in a new relationship with God in this community of faith? A commitment to do more, to be more, to share more, and to trust in God together more. God is bringing new leadership and new abilities and new members into the mix for 2018. This is an exciting time, a time filled with newness and wonder, a time that absolutely inspires the cheer that God has taught you all this year. So let's have a... Yay, Spirit! Amen.